This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio with guest host Jane Brown. Thank you for joining us on this lovely summer day in the city. It's a great day for a bike ride. But here in Toronto, it would appear that you're much safer to do so on a bike path rather than a bike lane. As we've been reporting since yesterday afternoon, Toronto police officers wrote over 1,600 tickets during their week-long safety for cyclists campaign in mid-June during Bike Month. Sergeant Brett Moore says it's not just about tickets, it's about getting people to think differently and to share the road safely. Sergeant Moore joins me in studio now. Thank you for visiting the Zoomerplex. Awesome. Thanks. We've been talking about the concept of sharing the road safely for a while now, but this campaign, would you say that as a result of the 1,600 tickets, the concept isn't really sticking with people? Well, it really, we, uh, we run this campaign almost annually to support June uh, Bicycle Month uh, in Toronto. And uh, we also know that uh, school is about, uh, it ends in June and folks, uh, the, you know, the nice weather starts and people get their bicycles back out. But we're seeing more and more than than I'd say almost ever that cycling's far more than just a recreation, right? It's an active and main mode of transportation for people, especially in Toronto as we uh, develop more infrastructure. Uh, and so it's a good reminder for uh, for folks, uh, both uh, drivers and cyclists, uh, to uh, about some of the rules of the road, some of the challenges, and some of the facts uh, around uh, cycling road safety. That's an excellent point uh, when you think about it that way. That drivers in vehicles, drivers on motorcycles, riders on bikes bikes are all they all have the same goal in mind. They're trying to get somewhere in the city, whether it's to work or for recreation. It's their mode of transportation. For sure. And and I think because we're seeing a lot more folks uh, on bicycles, uh, that uh, it's it's that old saying of you've got to walk a mile in, in somebody's shoes. And and I think one of the things that we try to paint by uh, putting on a campaign, because we know, I mean, a campaign, the uh, the work of, of enforcement happens every day. And a campaign is for seven days usually. And it's, it's twofold. Yes, we do, uh, you know, no tolerance, uh, uh, for excuses and, uh, infraction enforcement, but also to create the opportunity for conversations because we know it's about behavior change that we're looking for people to change maybe risky behaviors, bad habits. And people don't change behavior because a cop tells them to, right? They do it because they think differently about the situation right. and they sort of plant their mind and think, geez, you know, that could have been me. And those are the things that we want people talking about, thinking about differently. And if we can use our, our, uh, the platform, uh, the privileged platform, of a traffic campaign in a large city like Toronto, then we're going to do that and take those opportunities. Reducing the number of aggressive drivers is obviously a priority. Uh, you say half of the 1,600 tickets were for aggressive driving, uh, which you say is significant but not surprising. Explain for us uh, what would uh, qualify as aggressive driving and, and a ticketing offense. Sure. It's one of the big fours that we call it, right? So we know that it's not just the police saying it, it's research that proves it, that drivers who speed, drive aggressively, drive distracted and impaired are more likely to cause the crashes that hurt people. And that's what we're really trying to reduce. We're not foolish or naive to say that we're going to eliminate all crashes in the city of Toronto. It's going to happen. People make mistakes. But the ones that we're working towards and the Vision Zero philosophy is we want to get rid of the ones and minimize to the extent possible 
the ones that hurt people. And so uh, aggressive driving gets aggregated with a bunch of stuff, if you will, in, in terms of uh, driver behavior. So it's you know, running stop signs, it's, um, stunt driving, it's, uh, you know, aggressive erratic lane changes, things like that. Uh, Which sort of could throw in. a cyclist off, right? Well, for sure. And, and, you know, we're, we're seeing that where we, it, what's good for cyclists is good for all vulnerable road users, right? And so that's, uh, you know, if, if there's a, uh, if there's a way to look at it like that, that's, uh, that's an added benefit, but definitely, um, during a cycling campaign, we're doing much more than just writing tickets, right? It's, uh, if, if, if I can say it's almost more important about those conversations and getting folks to talk and think about, about you know, things like dooring, some of the infrastructure, right turns at intersections, um, you name it. And we, 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 those are the times and opportunities that we get both on our traditional media and our social media that we try to get out there to support our partners and uh, support the work that's happening, not just in Toronto, but across the province. Sergeant Moore, I want to open up this conversation that we're having to our listeners as well. Uh, if you're out there driving, riding, whatever mode of transportation takes you around the city of Toronto, we'd like you to share in the conversation your experiences. Are you finding that people are sharing the road more where you're driving, your daily commute, or are you finding that people in general are more aggressive, whether it's uh, the drivers or the cyclists. We want to hear from you, what part of the city you live in, where you travel, how the infrastructure is changing or not changing, perhaps uh, your own suggestions, because we all become mini experts in a way on uh, the routes that we travel, regardless of how we get there. 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Sergeant Moore, you brought up Doring. Uh, I also understand that some drivers are parking in bike lanes. That's almost hard to believe. I, and as you said about the mindset change, and a great example of that is on Bloor Street with the, the, the relatively new bike lanes and that consciousness of where you park and then making sure, and this is for the safety of the drivers. Well, you have to cross the bike lane to go get your ticket on the sidewalk. And so you have to be careful as well as a pedestrian at that moment when you're going to buy your ticket. I mean, we all have to just be extra aware about the, the new infrastructure. For sure. And I think that's one of the, uh, you know, the, uh, the things that we're hoping as more people take up cycling and get on a bicycle and, and actually get sort of the look and feel of what it means to be a cyclist in Toronto. Uh, it's not easy, right? And so when there's that mutual respect, right? We all, you know, in road safety, we call it sort of the courtesy communication, right? You, you, if, if you build on those two things, right? Courtesy, courteous to all road users and considerate of, of somebody else, not just yourself and, and your immediate uh, sort of actions on the road. Uh, it goes a long way. Um, but really in Toronto, I can speak uh, a lot about the, the city of Toronto and what goes on here. As a driver, you can't, you've got to be switched on. There's no daydreaming. You've got to have, you know, you've got to have your head in, the, in it um, to do it well. And, um, and, and we want folks to, to understand you might come off the highway, the garden or the DVP, uh, and get into the inner city. And that's where you're going to find a, a lot of things happening, whether it's construction, cyclists, pedestrians, uh, sort of the noise of a city. We, we want, uh, we want uh, you to be aware and, and switched on with, with your driving behaviors. In your opinion, are these police initiated campaigns working to get drivers to change their behaviors? I mean, just you and I having this conversation sure. and our hundreds of thousands of listeners listening in and paying attention and having it absorbed. It's things just like this that I think um, show the win of a campaign, right? So the day-to-day work 
by our officers, both parking enforcement and police and, and city employees of bylaw and whatnot happens every single day. And it's the, it's the, I guess sort of the, uh, the energy of a campaign that gets out there. So we have a long way to go, but it is about that conversation. And it's these types of opportunities to reach thousands of people uh, and get them talking at home, at the office, uh, uh, you know, with their family and friends. That's what we need people to do to really look at the role in road safety. Nobody wakes up in the morning, thinks I'm going to get into a crash and it. But when that happens, it's too late. And so we want people to not have that sort of remorse after the fact and go, I wish I would have done something differently. It's too late. Do something differently before. You're obviously interested in joining the conversation. The phone lines are jammed already. 416-360-0740. Toll free 1-866-744-740. Let's go to Frank. Uh, Frank, you're calling us from where? I'm calling Oh, your phone line's not that good. I'm going to ask you to call back. Giovanni in Brampton, go ahead. You're on the air. Yes, uh, good afternoon. Uh, I've been driving since 1964. What I've seen the last uh, five, ten years, uh, that um, it is very dangerous out there to drive, even if you are on a motorcycle or a truck or a car, and uh, in a bicycle, mostly, because uh, I think uh, people need to be educated or it's time that uh, bicycles uh, should have a license and uh, insurance for it. That comes off up a lot, Sergeant Moore, uh, about bicyclists and uh, licenses, but it seems to be a bit of a non-starter when you talk to the politicians at City Hall. Yeah, and I can say as well, I, I, I love these opportunities because as there's as somebody that's been in road safety now for a little bit, especially in traffic, at, uh, traffic services, there is no, next to the weather, there's no, no bigger polarized conversation to be had as it is about, uh, you know, different road users. And so everybody's got an opinion and everybody's very staunchly uh, sort of set in their ways. And we want to break that down and start thinking a little bit differently about things. We know that that is a non-starter. Um, and, and we know there's both sides of that. But uh, we, we leave that to the politicians and uh, to make those final decisions. But uh, it, uh, yeah, that, that's been brought up several times. We want to bring in another expert now with us. Gideon Foreman is on the line. He's a transportation policy analyst with the David Suzuki Foundation. He's also a cyclist in the city of Toronto. Gideon, thank you for being with us here on Fight Back. Pleasure, Jane. Thank you. I'll put that question to you. These police-initiated campaigns that Sergeant Moore and I have been speaking about, are they working, in your opinion, to get drivers to change their behaviors? an important component, Jane. I mean, and we're delighted that the police are doing these safety blitzes. It's great. It, it raises awareness, as the sergeant was saying, uh, to have that conversation. There's an educational piece. But I think it's not the whole story. We also need to make our streets safer by design from the beginning. So we need to do things like put in separated bike lanes, protected bike lanes. So there's a place for drivers and there's a place for bikes. We need to lower speed limits more because we know accidents are going to happen, but if they happen at lower speeds, they're less likely to be fatal. So there's some structural things that we need to do as well as the enforcement piece. How good is the infrastructure at the moment in terms, if you could rate it for cycling in Toronto? We've certainly come a lot, a long way in recent years, but we have a long way to go. Yeah, I think that's right. I mean, we're, you know, we're better than some cities. We're not quite as good as some others. If you've been to Montreal or if you've been to, well, the Netherlands is kind of held up, uh, Amsterdam, for example, is held up as kind of the gold standard. We're not that level, but we have made some improvements. As you mentioned, we have a bike lane on part of Bloor Street now, which is a great step. We're looking at putting bike lanes on Danforth, which is really important. We want a full network across the city so you can go anywhere with a separated protected 
restricted bike lane. We're starting to make some advances. We would like to see it happen sooner. And I think more important, the people of Toronto would like to see it happen sooner. The polling shows that about 80% of Torontonians support these protected bike lanes. We'd like to see them rolled out faster and more widely across the city. We'll get back to the phones here in just a second. You are a cyclist yourself. Yes. Uh, how safe do you feel when you're out there on your bike? Well, when I'm on the Bloor bike lane, for example, not too far from my home, I feel good. I mean, I'm physically separated from the cars. They have their place. I have mine. When I'm in mixed traffic, frankly, I feel less safe. I mean, uh, you just never know what's going to happen. Is there going to be somebody who's going to be breaking the rules, speeding? Uh, are they going to open their door on me? So when I'm in mixed traffic, when there isn't a bike, Lane, I'm much more nervous. Okay, let's go to Arlene in Toronto. Hi, Arlene. What would you like to add? Hi, nice talking to you. Uh, I live in downtown Toronto. I'm 72 years old. I've had two hip replacements. One of the reasons I live downtown is because I like to walk as much as possible. I'm grateful that there's so much work being done for bicyclists. But why aren't we talking about pedestrians? Pedestrians are being killed daily in Toronto and the GTA, as many as bicyclists. And we're not ever discussing them. Uh, there's a professor, Richard Florida, at U of T. He's written a lot about this. I don't see any police safety weeks for pedestrians okay. you don't hear about it well uh, arlene i that's not entirely true i'm going to let you go and you can uh you can hear the response of the sergeant you do focus on pedestrian safety in addition to cycling safety we do and it's one of those things that we sort of uh, you know we, we we do the work of of educating enforcement talking about it every single day but again we have we in the spring we uh, we ran a, a pedestrian focused campaign and we do it in the fall as well and right? there's also vision zero which well, vision zero is a, is a year around right. road safety adopted plan uh, for, for the city as supported by the police and in other city uh, services. Um, but specifically, if you're asking about campaigns that the Toronto police run, definitely we've uh, we've, already, we've run one already in the, in the springtime and we'll do it again around November, around the, the time change when we uh, switch the clocks back. We, we right. do that as well because we know, um, we, you know we don't just pick them out of the hat. These are sort of you know, intelligence led. We know that it's around special events like this one being bike month and, and the time change in the fall. We talk about pedestrian safety, but your call is right. Pedestrians are the leading vulnerable road user, not just in Toronto, but I would say uh, you know, that are on our roads. Uh, and uh, and it, we, it is a struggle that we're always working towards improving and getting people thinking. And infrastructure is a big piece of it, too. Right. I'll put that to Gideon Foreman as well as a transportation policy analyst. Gideon, uh, how do you see that what needs to be done with the infrastructure to, since we're talking about pedestrians now, to improve pedestrian safety? Yeah, I think the two pieces go together. We need to make our roads safer for everyone, cyclists, walkers, and car drivers. And when we do the sorts of things that we've been talking about, like the protected separated bike lanes, lowering speed limits, wider sidewalks, I think that benefits everybody. And then the whole city benefits, right? So the goal here is to make our roads safer for everyone. And I and I absolutely appreciate your caller saying that pedestrians are a great piece of it. Mm -hmm. It's interesting, my mom is a senior, and she tells me that she lives near Bloor as well, and she tells me that after the Bloor bike lane went in, she is a pedestrian, she felt safer when the bike lane went and because the road felt more rational, more organized to her, and so she felt safer. Oh, interesting. And what are your thoughts on King Street and the changes there? 
Oh, I think the King Street, uh, well, it was a pilot now, the King Street Transit priority lanes are great. Um, it gives priority to the streetcars. They're moving tens of thousands of people. Um, it's safer for the bikes as well. And there are some restrictions on the cars, but the cars are living with them. It seems to be going well for businesses. I think the King Street uh, Transit Way was a great move, and I'd like to see it on other streets as well. Sergeant, have you had um, some particular challenges on King Street in that transition where transit and cyclists and pedestrians are now the priority? I was just out there last night conducting some enforcement for our summer safety uh, initiative. I'll give it a, a shameless plug. Good, there. good. We're, we're out there all summer. So um, I was out there last night and there are still people not understanding the rules, but I'll be honest with you from my own experience. Um, uh, things are absolutely better than they were when it first started. But like every pilot and, and when things are new, change is hard for everybody, right? And so uh, I suspect and, and with my own eyes can see that things are improving in terms of compliance. And it's not just, I don't think anybody has a willful want to do wrong. I think a lot of the folks, like I stopped a couple of tourists from New York City and they're out of town and they got the New York plates and I can I walk up to them with a smile going, I know exactly what's going on here. Right. They're lost. They're not, they don't know the area. And so big cities, big problems, big challenges. And so we see a lot of that, but uh, offices are on King Street every single day, um, either passing through or uh, doing uh, doing work in relation to uh, that uh, that uh, corridor, which uh, is definitely uh, more friendly for people. We're talking about cycling safety in Toronto, along with Sergeant Brett Moore and Gideon Foreman, transportation policy analyst. I'm Jane for Libby, and I know you want to get in on the conversation as well. Let's go to Greg. Uh, Greg, actually, you work here at Zoomer Radio. You're Greg upstairs in sales. Yes. And you're listening along at your desk. That's great. Uh, I am, uh, and 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 it's it's quite interesting. And I, I must, you know, say that I I was a great bike advocate. Uh, I've ridden bike, you know, through the city, etc. But now I find there's so much anxiety between both sides, and a lot of it's not understanding just the basic rules of the road. And I've come to the point where I put a dash cam in my wife's car because she travels downtown to university along Dundas every day. And I just travel here to Liberty Village. And I'll I'll tell you why I did it. And and it it gets to an unbelievable situation. I was at a a light in a smaller area over um, just sort of north of here where there's a school. So there's a left-hand turn lane and a lane that goes straight through and turns right. The left-hand turn lane has a huge arrow in it, designating it a left-hand turn lane. So it's a school zone. I often see bicyclists in that left-hand turn lane making a left-hand turn lane. My biggest concern is to the right. I drive a large SUV. Um, to the to the right of me were bicyclists and that are going to be um, pedestrians. I keep an eye closely. And so my eyes are flirting there more so than anywhere else because I'm going straight through. Greg, I thank you for I thank you for calling down here, uh, and I, I'll let the sergeant comment on that about that that full 360 awareness when you're driving. 
For sure. And that was one of the big things that we talked about. Uh, we work, again, partnerships are key. Nothing happens by itself. And so we're stronger with the partnerships that we create, not just for the police, but our, you know, for the city partnerships and, and public partnerships too. So we worked a whole day with uh, the cycling unit with Toronto Transportation. And that's one of the things that we talked about specifically. We went out um, and we know that uh, when we ran our campaign between the 17th and 23rd, there was a few other things in the media cycle in terms of something about a basketball team winning a world championship. So it <laughs> yes. sort of got a bit of a uh, it took over some of the new the, the media uh, right. conversations, but we were out with uh, the cycling unit, and uh, you know we went out talking specifically about those right hand turns, those right hooks at intersections around the Richmond and Adelaide cycle tracks. Uh, we talked about um, dooring. We talked about all kinds of stuff that we don't get to, uh, you know the opportunity, and that is those are those opportunities that a campaign allows us to do. It, it allows us to sort of plan to uh, to anticipate to sort of see what's happening and uh, sort of take a bit of a bit of a temperature check in terms of what's going on and we sort of have a look on what's going on in terms of the comments that we receive and we can adjust our our, our conversations accordingly uh, to, to what's going on out there. All right, let's go to Diane in Toronto. Diane, you have a comment. Hi, Diane. Go ahead. You're live on Zoomer Radio. Okay, I think Diane needs to yes, turn. Have... Are you there? Hello. Okay, Hello. go ahead. Go ahead. Yes, no, I have a suggestion. Uh-huh. It's a 99-cent bill for a bicycle, the kind that they used to have many years ago. I think that would go a long way in protecting the, the cyclists and also the pedestrians. That's an excellent call, excellent suggestion, and brings to mind what equipment should we have on yeah, our bicycles. That's awesome segue for sure. And I can tell you a lot of the times what you see cycling units and, and different uh, different groups that go out in communities and do good work. One of the giveaways that they give uh, away are bike lights and bells and things like that, reflectors to uh, to to help folks that may not be able to uh, uh, to, to purchase one themselves or or for whatnot. The uh, to, as a giveaway, I see that all the time. Um, but bikes are vehicles on our roadways. And and important that they're seen. So under the Highway Traffic Act, they have to, you know, they have to have a, a way of signaling, uh, whether by a bell, make some noise, a horn, something like that. Uh, lights, both front and back. And uh, there's been some recent changes where it allows white lights to the front, just like a car, red lights to the back. You can't switch them up for good reason, right? So, you know, red on a vehicle usually means the rear. And so uh, for good reason, uh, those things are there. Gideon, as a cyclist, do you want to add to that? No, I just, I, I think uh, I agree with your caller. We absolutely need the bells. It is the law, but it just makes sense. And I would also add a helmet. Uh, I think it's important for uh, kids and uh, kids, obviously, but adults as well to wear a helmet uh, just to, to have that extra layer of protection. All right. Barry in North York, uh, we have time here at least for one more call. What would you like to add? Good afternoon, uh, Jane and Sergeant. Um, Thank you, Jane, for taking a number of calls on this important subject. Certainly. I just want to make two points. Mm-hmm. Number one is I don't feel safe on the sidewalk. I go to the grocery store. It's only a 10-minute walk. I have to look three or four times behind me to see if there's not a bicycle coming. I haven't been hit yet, but I do know somebody who glimpsed to this day because he was hit by a bicycle. What are we doing to uh, counteract that? Okay. Well, yeah, what are the rules around that? Children 12 and under can ride their bikes? Yeah, it, it's, it, it is that. And, and, and it's, uh, I think one of the, the, I think the areas where f- folks are riding bikes on sidewalks, it's, they may not feel comfortable on the roadways themselves. And so they're, you know, that they see that as a safe place to go. Mm-hmm. Definitely, uh, young people can ride their bikes on the sidewalk. It is, it is allowed. Um, there is covered under the city bylaw. If you're an adult riding a, like a full size bicycle, um, on there, we want you on the roadways, but we 
we also want you to, to be safe. So we understand there's, there's two folds to that too. And I suspect a lot of the times people are on the sidewalks because they are not feeling comfortable on the, on the main road. So, um, it's one of those things that, uh, you've got to do it more practice, uh, you get used to that, the sort of the feel it's not easy. And then you can, you hear like, you know, obviously folks that have been doing it for a while that have realized this isn't for me anymore. I just don't have, you know, I, I just don't uh, have it anymore and I'm not going to do it. So, um, we want people on bicycles. Uh, we want folks to be courteous and to communicate with each other, signal your intentions from both sides. Um, but definitely, you know, the sidewalks are meant for people to be walking for the most part. And that's, and that's what we're going to be sort of advocating for. Gideon Foreman, uh, your final comments here on this segment, uh, in terms of the infrastructure, you would, you, you would like to see prioritized, uh, as the next step to improving cycling safety specifically. Yeah, I'd like to see an extension of the Bloor bike lane. It's been very popular. It has huge ridership now. It was a big uptick when they brought in the protected lanes. We'd like to see the bike lanes extended right out to High Park so that families can get out to High Park on their bikes safely. We'd also like to see a new bike lane on Danforth because, you know, we want a strong, safe east-west corridor for cyclists to the east end. We'd also like to see bike lanes uh, on Young Street. Uh, again, protected bike lanes so that people can ride safely. We think they'd be popular and they'd be good for everyone on the road, cyclists, walkers, and drivers alike. Sergeant, your final comments? No, just uh, we appreciate the opportunities and, and are very genuine when we say that our, our campaigns are is just as much uh, about uh, conversations as it is about the tickets that we issue during them. Um, and so uh, we will not ticket our way to safe to, to safer roads. The fastest way is for people to, to, to change some behavior, some of the risks that they take day to day and uh, and to, to use those opportunities of a campaign and the conversations to to do something, to make a change, to do something different, whether it be turn your phone off if it's distractions or, um, you know, speeding on the roads, that kind of stuff. Double check, watch for the infrastructure around uh, the downtown cores, anticipate, right? Um, the others to be around you to be using our roads. So. And what I really appreciate as a citizen is uh, that you really care. I can tell that you care about this as an issue and it really comes across and I think that that means a lot as well when you're trying to communicate a message that you believe it yourself uh, from having been a sergeant, a police officer in the city in traffic services you know, right? You know how to make the roads safer and you, you're out there witnessing it. So thank yeah. you for all your hard work. Thanks. Uh, Gideon Foreman as well, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Gideon Foreman and Sergeant Brett Moore. Jane for Libby, and this is Zoomer Radio's Fight Back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.